Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. Today on the show, I got uh, someone that's, I would say, interesting to say the least. My dog, Frankie. How we doing? Yo, what's good, bro? How you been? Bro, I just moved to Florida. Um, obviously, it's been kind of crazy. I mean, everyone everyone could agree with that with COVID and then all, um, I mean, just everything with um how crazy lockdowns have been in every, I think everywhere all over the country. So it's just been crazy. Like with me personally, like moving with work to Maryland, moving to Florida um, and not honestly, not even expecting it. You know, I, I, I was really looking to move out West obviously for the music. Um, but it was like, it was a tough vibe at the time because there was no, uh, there was nothing really going on in LA. So uh, I mean, but besides that, you know, um, I, I just been, you know, working, I'm working actually, um, at a 3PL, uh, so a brokerage, but also doing, um, you know, music full time on the side, obviously Florida is like wide open right now. So it's, it's very easy to like, you know, get, get going with shows and stuff like that. Um, which is like a huge aspect of like this new brand that I'm really pushing. So yeah, dude, how, how you, how you been, man? I'm, I'm good. I mean, uh, fucking working like a dog because uh, between this and then real estate i feel like all i do is like <laughs> from the time i wake up to the time i go to sleep it's just like i'm either like on the phone or like i'm like always talking to people at all hours of the day but i mean like i said it, the day goes by fast and i love it because it's just like um finally like doing something that like it doesn't feel like we talked about this when you called me this morning but like it doesn't between like the real estate and like the podcasting and shit it doesn't actually feel like i'm even working it just feels right. like i'm doing hobbies no, um, exactly. So, I mean, with the amount of hours I'm doing and shit like that, like, I don't feel like burnt out or anything like that. But, uh, what, uh, why'd you, I didn't even know. I mean, you said it earlier when we talked this morning, but like, why'd you, uh, what was the jump to Tampa about? Um, so, so it was all about my, pretty much my job. Um, I would say for like, for like an economical standpoint, like, and financial standpoint, it was, it was it had to do with my job, obviously, but uh-huh. um, I had other um, opportunities, I guess, in in different state and cities. Like I was, I was looking at Denver, I was looking at San Diego, I was looking at Atlanta, but um, and it was all just like with my like with corporate, uh, the company I work for. Uh, well, not, yeah. The company's not called corporate, but I was just working with uh, the corporate team initially, um, the headquarters in Maryland. So, um, so they asked if I wanted to. Uh, if I wanted to transfer and I was like, yeah. So, you know, we figured it all out and I kind of did like the, you know, the finances behind it, did a whole budgeting. Um, like just, just made sure I was like financially stable wherever I went because, and, and it came out to be Tampa was like the best suitable place for me, especially right now. Um, given the fact that, you know, things are kind of opening up quicker here and uh, um, obviously like I'm still doing music full time. So it doesn't really matter where I'm at. Um, I really don't think I need to be in LA to like really be killing it, if you will. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I've been grinding at this last, I think like five years and just like the last year, I would say I really have like found my sound. And so, um, like I, I, like I, like, I always had like the voice in my head saying like, Oh, you need to be in LA. You need to be out West to like really like make those moves and shit. But I mean, I, I personally don't think so. Like when I was living in Maryland, for example, I was going to, like New York city, I think every other weekend and just having sessions um, and just like meeting new artists. And it was just such a vibe. Um, and it's like the same here for real. Like, so everywhere you go, you just got to find like that, that niche market and like, look for that, look for that market. Like, like, for example, for me, like 
trying to find like you know not even just like dance producers if you will but like finding like hip-hop artists and and um just like female vocalists because there's a lot more um you know in florida than you know dance music you got so many different uh genres of music that are just going crazy here. like you look at kodak for example it's just what he's done coming out of florida is insane oh without a doubt and like you know kind of like i mean let's just get like right into it for like people that don't uh for people that are listening that like don't really know who you are and whatnot so like we'll we'll stay we're, we'll stay right there we'll get back to that but we'll fucking back. rewind it back. um who uh okay so francis francis the six obviously that's your like stage name and music name and stuff like that but like who are you like bro that's me what's good with you i am francis so yeah that's i mean my name i'll give you a little backstory um everyone knows me as frankie obviously but um mm-hmm. my, like my name is francis uh a lot of people probably know that too but um no i know that i'm saying for people that don't know you though oh that don't know so yeah so so i'm the six of eight hence francis the six uh i'm always known as the sixth child so like it was like that when i rebranded it was like perfect that I, you know i went with this this direction with my brand so francis the six yeah it's my stage name but it's also me as a person and and i feel like i resemble that not only with the music but just like the brand um mm-hmm. and i would say um going off of that a little personal shit i'm i'm from erie pennsylvania um and that's i, I kind of just r- was raised there and, and never left to school so um it's been my home forever but i was always seeking like change like consistently like, ever since my freshman year of college um when i started doing music um it it was like something that when I went to Chicago for my internship that summer, like I came back, like I felt like a new, new human. Like I had seen like the music scene in Chicago and it's just, it inspired me on a whole nother level. Um, Like going to, I think I went to like two festivals that summer. I saw so many artists, like rappers, DJs, um, you know, so many different artists. It was insane. And it just inspired the fuck out of me. So I was like, you know, I'm going to like spend so much time the next two years just learning about logic which is the software i use um and also if you go back a little bit i so my whole entire family is classically classically trained um in piano and um yeah my mom my mom like raised us all strictly in piano and then um like norman and my brother played a little guitar um and then like my siblings played violin and they we all still pretty much play to this day um but like i i just decided to go to the to the production route so I, I really was like, I didn't want to stay playing piano and doing recitals and, and like, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that. Like, but now it, you know, it enhances my skill in a whole nother level because I'm able to sit down, you know, on a, on a software like logic and just like fluently play, you know, what's in my head with the chords and, and understanding like music theory. So it's just been like a huge blessing in the skies. Obviously at the time you don't, you don't think it's a blessing, but, um, but yeah, so that's a little about a little bit about me, and sorry, like I keep like talking like I don't know English because my mouth is so dry, and like it's like ninety three degrees in Florida right now, so like <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> no, no, you're straight, you're straight. So you, uh, so obviously, like you said, you grew up in uh, you grew up in Erie. You ended up going to Mercyhurst. That's how like we met. Um, did you before we like get into like how we met exactly and what you said to me, and which I'll never forget the first time I met you, but. Um, were you looking for that change and were you like, I want to do something big because like Erie's such a small town. And like, obviously I'm not saying this with any ill will, right, right. but like, there's really not, there's not much in Erie to no. do besides either gamble or get fucked up. 
<laughs> and you know it's true, but Bro, like it's, it's facts. Just... Or or you have, or you just have some like ratchet ass like dance party in a sweating basement. Like that's like the other alternative. <laughs> like, that's what we're talking about. Like, bro. So it was crazy because I the DJing like I'm gonna put this out there now just for all the haters and everyone out there. Like, let's be real. Like, I like everyone's like, oh DJ, he's a DJ. Like, no, like. I am a producer, I'm a songwriter, I'm an artist. Like that's what that's what I always, you know, in my head, I, I like I, I reached out every time. Like every time I put hours in the music, I feel I felt like I was like reaching closer to that, you know, artist's actual name. Because people I don't understand. People think if just because you DJ during your act, you're not like considered an artist. Like it doesn't some it, some people say that to me and it doesn't make any sense. So um so I, with that being said, I will say when I was like 16 or 17, um, I went to a Sweet 16, right? And my buddy Alex Blatt was DJing it, uh, also, known as, also known as Wanted. Um, shout out to my boy. Um, but we he was DJing Sweet 16, and like I was just watching the whole time. And I was like, dude, that's insane. Like, And so I ended up going behind like the decks with him, and I was just like learning a little more like as I would watch. And finally, I was like, after that whole entire set, like 316, I was like, bro, like, I want to get into this. And so as I kind of grew a little bit and I started like getting gigs and shit, it was insane. Like, I don't understand it. It kind of flipped really quickly because there weren't a lot of DJs that were like young and eerie. And there still really isn't that were like, dude, that would mm-hmm. do like Sweet Sixteens and shit like that. And probably now it's probably like non-existent because of COVID. But, um, but no, it was like it was something I got into with like Sweet Sixteens, and I, I tried like one wedding, and then at the same time I was making music. So I was like, why don't I? And at, also at the same time I was huge into dance music, like Martin Garrix, Skrillex, you know, the early on Diplo, Tiesto, like that was my shit. So, um, it was something that I really got into, you know, all at the same time, and you know it, it it's just it's just kind of where it's taking me today I, you know obviously starting off starting off as elevate um and then you know after the breakup between me and alex so it was you know it was something after that i was like i have to really start my own brand and, and kind of recreate my vision for 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 my music so who uh i mean like i said we'll get into it in a second but like who who inspired you to get into music and do music because it's not like like I don't know anyone outside of Elijah that does music, but like, and like he he's doing it as like a side hobby, and like he obviously he's a teacher right. and shit like that, and like he right. wants this stuff to blow up and and potentially maybe do music right. full time, if not just let it be a side hobby. But I have never uh, and like we had outside conversations about this right. off the podcast, but um, the rapper Russ, like I know a lot of people don't fuck with him, but like I like him because he was very like kind of like how you were in the sense or like are right now in the sense of like i'm a producer i am a musician i'm a songwriter i'm you right. know x y and z i'm all these and he kind of and kind of like how you know i obviously like the the great nipsey hustle he had uh producers and sound engineers and stuff like that but like kind of like them two i would say are the most recent where you've been able to do to social media being able to like see their process and kind of like see it up close and personal whereas like people like drake kanye you don't you didn't really get to see so much of their like beginning process who who honestly was it if there was anyone 
that inspired you to actually believe in yourself the way you do? Because I'll get into like the first time I met you because I thought you were a little fucking crazy <laughs> at first, but in a good way, not yeah. in a bad way. Um, to be like, yes, I'm this and this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I just know that I just got to keep putting in the hours and my shit's going to actually pop one day. Like who inspired well, it that it in like, you? It, I think it was just a series of uh, of like events that had happened to me. I mean, I'm one of uh-huh. the children and one of four bro- or one of five brothers. So um, I think in my family, um, it's something that like being, you know, one of the youngest, and having like my older siblings are like they're all you know successful. They three of them went to the Naval Academy. They played Division One sports. Like, like they're a lot more successful. Like in the in the I guess in the like cliche world, I guess that like if you go to a good school, you're you know like the that's how you get success and like people really see you, right? Um, but yeah. like in my head, like I wasn't as smart as them. So like they were very they were very book smart, but my you know what my hustle was my hustle or my sorry my gift was my hustle so that that was like something my dad always would tell me um like for example um he, he would ask my my some of my siblings to help him outside with something like if it was like anything with like gardening or mowing the lawn or anything like that outside and i would be the only one like just grinding it out and finishing with my dad like it was it was something that like i just loved working and like outworking someone and always being the best you know, and hardest worker in the room. And so like, even though, even though like I knew that was like as a kid, so like growing in the, I guess growing into college when someone said I couldn't do anything or if someone told me I couldn't do something, I couldn't make that or I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I, I just, I guess in any form of something happening that I couldn't do it, you know, I always in my, you know, I was like, okay, like, cool. I, I really didn't, I, it bothered me, you know, probably for like a day. And then after that, I would, I would literally grind and, and make sure that, whatever they said I couldn't do, I could do. So it's, it's not even like, it's on, I think it's just work ethic, man. It's not, it's not, I don't have any other like thing to say other than like me just wanting to be the best in anything I do. And it's like, if I'm not the best, at least I'm keep trying because obviously you can't be the best in a certain, in the vision, maybe that you're trying to be the best in, in that time frame. Um, but eventually if you keep putting the work in, you know, you're going to see the outcome. And I really think that's true, especially in, within my career of music so far. I mean, yeah. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. And um, for like people listening that like, don't actually know you, like obviously for a lot, like, and, and this, like what I'm about to say is a hundred percent going to probably offend a lot of people, but I don't really give a fuck. But I, I know we and you had these conversations that it's like for people that don't know you, but they listen to you, you may come off as very cocky and very arrogant, but that is the polar opposite of like who you are. Like you're pretty, I would say for all the shit you're doing and that you're up to and like the self conviction you have in yourself, not even trying to like, you know, make you look good on the podcast, but just being genuine and real with you. Like you are one of the most, I would say humble and down to earth people that I've ever met for having that type of conviction and confidence. Cause most people like how you said, like, I don't care. I want to be the best. It comes off in a very like distasteful, like, go fuck yourself way, but that's just not right. who you are. No, that, um, and do you think that I was just going to say, like, what's up? adding on to that, like, I really, that's, that's like real shit, bro. And I, and that's, I really appreciate those words. Like that's real shit. Um, but you know, what I, what I wanted to say was like, I'll like also continuing what I said earlier is that I like never, I've never really had issue, issues with, you know, a lot of people. It's just cause I really keep to myself and like people that want to fuck with me and like, they want to, they want to chill with me. Like I always allow them, to chill with me like dude i was a fucking ra dude i was an ra in college like 
like no one like everyone thought that was a joke and like it was like actually no like i i want to like i want to help you i want to talk to new people i want to meet new people you know and that's like i think like that's another thing that's helped me is like just being very optimistic and opening you know opening your arms to to different adventures and different things because you just learn so much more about yourself like uh, just like me moving to tampa all alone like i, I have maybe a couple buddies here but like that's something that I, th- I think about every day. It's like I've moved like the last two, three years. I've been moving because of COVID with, you know, Maryland, with Florida. And it's like in my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, if I was a reasonable person, I'd be like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know why I'm putting so much time into like this grind. But then I, I sit back and I'm like, no, like this is 100% worth it. Like, I'm, I'm building my resume every day. I'm meeting new people. I'm increasing uh, the opportunities because every day is obviously they, you hear that quote all, all the time. Every day is a new opportunity. That's like exactly what I strive for every day. It's just to put yourself out there and, and don't hold anything back. That's like, that's like the number one mindset that I've, I've had since like sophomore year, freshman year of college, I was really, really insecure. Um, and I think it was because of like me actually starting to DJ. And actually, while well, I was DJing, I was DJing before it. But I think it, I became really insecure because I came from call from high school DJing into college, and like it's not something that's well known around here. So like I was actually trying to experiment with shit that I didn't know what, what would happen to it. But I mean, like, I mean, I sacrificed. Like, I mean, you know, like my my whole sound systems like that I brought over were always just fucked. Like, I my equipment was fucked, but yeah. I didn't care. Like that, and like that was something that like, like going back to what you said, I appreciate you said I'm genuine because no one's. No one's ever looked at it from like that perspective that I was low key just like sacrificing my equipment to make sure everyone had a good time. And that's like, that's what I live for, dude. That's why, that's why I do music. Like I do music for the same exact concept. If you can put out music and make people feel a certain way, if you can play music at a bar and make people feel a certain way, then you're doing a fucking good job. Like you're, you're building, you're building growth on your name because people feel good around you. And that's like something that, you know, ever since a kid, I- I've seen like my brother's personalities are kind of different than mine. I think we're all different, but we're all same in very similar ways. But I would say like uh-huh. my, I'm very different from a lot of my like except for John Paul. I'd say I would say John Paul's a little more timid. But like Norman is extremely outgoing. He'll tell you how he thinks it is, even if he's wrong. And it's just kind. Of, and I'm not like that. I'm like the opposite. I'm not saying he's wrong because of that because Norman's a gem. He's a beauty. But um, like I, I'm just not the confrontational person. I just like to you know just. You know, be a chill dude and, and make people feel good and uh, and do the right thing. Like, obviously, you're always doing the right thing within that process. So, um, yeah, dude, I would say that that was like so going into freshman year was a huge insecurity for me because I definitely I definitely knew that people because you guys fucked with me like the seniors fucked with me like and I, that was respect. Like you guys are homies like for life. And so is Eli, like all the boys, Mr. Man, shout out all those boys. But um like that was something that was super important to me because like i i have older brothers right so like i i feel like i i know the vibes of like being around older dudes like like in no no weird way but like just chilling and vibing and like i became boys with you guys and i was i was a frustrated i was like dude this is insane and it was a cool it was it was an awesome experience especially to like bring music uh like you know bring these fucking speakers to your crib and just throw the fuck down. Like, it was insane, dude. But obviously, there were haters within that. There was haters. Like, well, and, like, I'm not going to ever call anyone out, but, like, I know people at, at Mercier's that, like, didn't fuck with me single-handedly because I got the vi- I got the vibes right. And, like, 
and people thought I wanted attention for that shit, and that you guys would fuck the scene, like senior got like boys that on the lacrosse team fucked with me, like it was some, it was some like just petty shit, but that shit made me insecure, like that shit made me insecure, and that's why like with music it was hard, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I said a lot, so if you wanna. No, no, no. And I just wanted to pick up on that because it's something that like, and I, for the record, like anyone listening, I'm not calling people out and I'm not oh, trying to either, like, say I'm boy- yeah. type of shit. And, and no, a hundred percent. I just like clarifying it. Cause I know some people like right. they will hear right. something right. and they'll be stuck on that <laughs> thing and not listen to what else you're saying. But like, yeah. And it's, it's weird because like, I have been around people like, uh, like I'm not even, I'm not going to name names, but I've been around people that like have talent and, are like very talented with something but they just have so much insecurity and they've listened to so much hate from people not from people that it's not like like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna you obviously know who i'm talking about i'm not gonna name names but one of my roommates (laughs) uh former roommates um he 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 wasn't elijah he wasn't mr man so obviously i'm like damn near saying his name he was incredible with art incredible graphic design um and 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 yeah, fuck yeah, he is. And I know he listens to all these. So when he's listening, he's probably going to smile or be like, be like, why is John saying this shit? But like, he was incredible with his fucking artwork and he just never pursued it because he would always tell us that his graphic, and I've talked about this before, but he would say his graphic design teacher told him his grades were bad. And then, da, da, da. And then I had this girl, Hannah on my podcast who does fire ass art and she's doing a couple pieces for me that I'm going to be posting all over social media so, yeah. about it because I think it's like just... Yeah, shout out Hannah Jane. Um, that is just like that level of like, like little talent. And so like, and with him is like, he's just like, nah, bro, like teacher this, teacher that. And she went through the same thing. She was saying that a lot of her, like her high school teacher was just like, you know, your work's not that good. But then she went to ECC, which is a community college around here. And she met an art professor that literally was like, yo, right. like you need to pick up the pen and continue right. doing whatever you're doing because your shit's fire. So I find that it is a teeter totter of people that genuinely are like passionate or fired up about something like you are, which is I'll get into like how we first met. Cause I, like <laughs> I said, I thought you were out of your fucking mind in a good way. Um, and then you have people that are talented like this kid is, and he but they he never pursued it because he was always being told from people that aren't actually trying to do that or aren't on the same like thought process that, that he is of like oh well Bro, okay facts. yeah this isn't gonna make money yeah my artwork oh, shit no. and and i used to tell him all the time i'm like yo fuck i'm like literally right. go tell your teacher to go fuck himself or whoever it is i'm like obviously you need to graduate obviously you need to do what you got to do but at the end of the day bro like it art like in and again it's like if I was listening to myself talk, I think I would tell myself at the same time, like, shut the fuck up. Because like, when you're in that wave of like, I'm feeling insecure, I don't know if like, my friends are being genuine, just trying to be nice and hype me up, or if they actually fuck with my shit, you kind of tend to listen to the negativity and the the hate that goes towards it. Um, And that become that creates more self doubt. And then obviously, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do in life, and what actually, you're so conditioned around money, that you're not thinking like you genuinely like this is my biggest thing with college and i'm starting to get a little ranty but i'll I'll come close i'll come full circle with it is that it's like you were so conditioned whether that's high school college uh you know because our parents grew up a different way than we did or something like that to just be slaves to money like some shit like that like it just made me fucked up and it it took my took away like i feel like it took away my talent so that's why like for me like the emotional side, side, like side effects that you get 
um, really can fuck up like your dreams and ambitions. But if it's a toxic relationship and it's just going back and forth, back and forth, you're never going to be able to start the dreams uh, or sorry, the, the ambitions you have and the dreams you have and, you know, the things you really want to get done in life because it like people don't understand, like you said, exactly. College is such a trap. Like we all think about, you know, in high school, well, who's going to go to the best school? Who's going to get signed here or there? You know, whatever. And, and it's like, you get to college and then all it's about is like, just making sure whether you know the material or not, you're just passing the class so you can get your degree for what to work a job that you're not even doing in your degree. You know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And like, I think when I, when I really, when I really took off with music, um, I, I wouldn't even say like, I've, I've really taken off in some eyes people, you know, some people may think I have, but I, I personally don't think it's quite happened yet. But I would say when I first started like seeing like support from the chain smokers and like stuff like that, it was like, bro, fuck these kids, yo. They don't know anything about me. Like they don't know, they don't know how, how bad I'll work for this shit. Like they don't know anything. And like, once I got that in my head, it was game over. Like I had the people like you, like Eli, like the homies always sticking by, like I could send music to whenever you guys are going to give genuine feedback. Like that's the kind of vibe that like it, it always has been. And that's why it's like real shit between us. But um, yeah, dude, it's it, like the emotional shit just to conclude it. The emotional shit really is fucked with me. Like, it's also helped me make amazing songs, but like, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. It's it, it's really like for me, it distracts me a lot. I think in terms of taking my love away from like and my talent, you're being rushed all the time. Like, oh, find a job, find this. You got to make money. Da 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 da. But school doesn't actually uh, teach you how to make money. So I just feel like bringing that up. I just feel as though there's a lot of creative ass and talented ass people that like you know, the corporate nine to five or like something like that is not for them. And they know that they really want to pursue like an art, a music, and like they have a legitimate dream that they want to pursue, but they, everyone around them and everyone in their environment is either too insecure and too scared to take that leap to actually just say, fuck it. This is what I want to do. This is what makes me happy. I'm young. I can sacrifice and try to make it work. But I, and I think that a lot of people are in that like ecosystem of thought of like, Oh, I don't want to embarrass myself or, Oh, this teacher told me that it's not good. Or my, my parents said that it's not, this isn't a real job. So like they never actually pursue it. And like that shit fires me up to no end and makes my skin crawl. Because like I said, this kid, which ever, anyone that went to Mercier's knows who I lived with. I'm not talking about Mr. Man. I'm not talking about Elijah. There's only two people left and that easily, (laughs) that easily fucking weeds it out who it is. But their art is incredible. Like, like some of the shit that they do is insane to me. And I'm like, yo, I've never seen shit like that before. Like, right. make an Instagram for it. Start pushing it out. And even still, like, I haven't talked to the kid in a while. But even still, like, I'm like, right. yo, why aren't you doing this? And, like, I get – and, again, maybe maybe it's not some – maybe it's just a hobby and he's not – he doesn't want to actually do it. I have no, no idea. Have but it's talent. just that notion that, like, he stopped doing it. Yeah, just no one being like, yo, like, I like, at least from knowing him personally, it always comes across to me is that it's just like, he has that, that he has so much of like, this isn't good, this isn't dope, that he's not actually pursuing it. Whereas like with Hannah, she felt the exact same way. And then she got to a point where she just was like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. And now that she's right, doing it, exactly. her shit's taken off. And she's so much happier than what she was. Um, but you know, I mean, fuck, we're, we're already, you know, decently into this when we haven't even talked about it, but the first time I met you, you showed up at our house and it was kind of like the perfect storm for what you were trying to get done because 
you showed up and like you, I don't even know if you remember this, but like me, Mister Min, and Elijah were sitting there, and and, uh, and Colin was on the porch too, and uh, you're just like, yo, like what's good? Like I heard you guys, like I heard this is like the lax house is like the house to be, like if you want to just like break shit and all that shit because like dude we used to you know like we used to have parties and <laughs> we had no clue who was even having a party at our house we were just like yeah we're going downtown if you guys want to party like whatever do your thing and you came up to us and you're just like yo like my name's frankie francis the six like um can i like i i hear you guys throw like banging parties like can i dj and we're like looking at you like um, <laughs> um sure like, no <laughs> like i don't i'm like what like what do you no, like I was so like we were all like I remember laughing like like I just laughed because I thought it was so funny the way you said it and you're like no like for real like yo like I'm trying to like trying to get my shit out there like I'm an artist like I write started. songs like you were telling us the whole shebang you're like I got a SoundCloud like exactly and and my and then you were just sitting there just like yo like I just need to get my shit like out there and exposed because like I'm gonna take off and like I'm gonna be big one day you just kept saying it but you weren't saying it in like a you need to believe in me way. You were just like, yo, like I'm telling you how it's going to be. So you could either, even though I'm, you didn't, even though you probably didn't mean to come off this way, but you were coming off like, yo, I'm giving you guys an opportunity to let me DJ. So you guys could be day ones. If not, I'm going to no, go somewhere else, but at least that's how I took it. So I was just like, yo, there's something. You know, I'm like, there's something. Yeah. And you were always over making beats with Elijah and there was something about how you were saying it and i don't know if it was because yeah, i was like think about it i though. still remember i was hammered when i met you and i'm just like i don't know i'm like i don't know if i'm like fucking borderline blackout or like there's something with this kid and then you literally every weekend for like the entire semester even if we weren't there <laughs> you had these big ass subwoofers and then you were having like Bro, we you were djing in our time. basement having parties and like <laughs> Yeah, yo, there was like a fog machine and we had like some bootleg ass club. Like it was like a bootleg ass club in our basement. And do okay, you remember me, like how me, crazy me, some of those some, nights would some, get? Uh, like the ceiling? Some animation here for people. <laughs> let me draw a picture. Let me paint a picture here. Okay. So I would come down. I would pull up at like eight, right? I would like, and, and but the first time it was like, it was like mad uh-huh. early because I was like nervous and like, I was like, shit, like this is this is kind of sus, but I, I was like confident. Like I was, I knew I was about to throw down. Like that's always how it is. And, um, so, so I would, I pulled up and like every time I just walk, I left the speakers there after the first time. So they were always just there. And that's the crazy part. Cause like, I knew you guys used them, but I wasn't there, <laughs> but I know, I know. I know. I mean, obviously they're fucking broke. Oh, all the time. <laughs> but yo, but the funniest shit. I would like we would we I would come early and then like I know the girls across like some of the girls across team would come over and then like and then there would be like some of the boys upstairs they would all come down and then they would be like just like ten people at like eight to like nine just like turn the fuck up playing some like I was actually playing a lot of my own music that I was making and like my own mixes and then because I was I was I was honestly nervous to play that shit in front of like more people because I you know at parties everyone's drunk everyone would be like turn that shit off right it's hard to be good on off bro but like but. Bro. Oh, it's so hard Bro. because not everyone wants to hear Drake, Migos, so, like, all that crazy, shit. Some people exactly, want to hear rock. Dude, it was the craziest you know thing I mean? ever because, like, after doing Sweet Sixteens, I knew I was always the guy. Like, that's like that's kind of where it started. Where like I knew any song I played, I get people lit. Like, cause I, cause of my, cause of my, um, I guess my ability to be like a hype man, and like my ability just to like to hit drops perfect, 
and like make people really feel a certain way. Like I said, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, that that's like what it was really about. So I knew when a whole bunch of fucking drunk college kids packed that basement and I'm talking like, bro, there had to have been at least like 300 to 500 people in your crib, like around the house, like at least one party, dude, 300, bro, there was at least 300 people like dead ass. I remember there was people all the way, like everywhere dude like every single space in that house it was it was full like everything was full well do and to your point though like i don't exactly remember but i remember there was multiple weekends where the the front <laughs> yard there was bodies the the front <laughs> yard there was and we were dude we lived right across from the church and we yes. uh our neighbor do you remember our neighbor that sweet old lady she was like 96 <laughs> and she was like are you guys in a band? I always hear music super late at night. <laughs> like, no. And, you and she told us, too. Like, I remember Colin and I were coming back from the Laker, and we stopped. Yeah, Colin and I were coming back from the Laker, and we stopped to talk to her. And she was just like, and we, like, went into her house, and we we're sitting there with her just, you know, shooting the shit with this sweetheart of a lady. And anyone that's ever been to our place, like, they know, like, they know who this, like, this sweet old lady is. And she was telling us, she's like, you know, I don't have a problem with your parties. You don't know, lady. And there was better parties, and I'm like, better parties, like yo, right. <laughs> like. But it was crazy though, because she never, she didn't really care. And then obviously we had right. the, we had the volleyball girls next to us, so like they definitely didn't care either. But I remember there was multiple, like getting back to it, there was multiple weekends where the front yard is mobbed with people, the front porch is mobbed with people. You couldn't even walk, like it was like body to body. In the kitchen, in the living room, in the hallways, down in the basement, no. in the backyard, no. on the back porch. And then, like, in the basement, you're just blaring music, playing yeah. your sets. And then do you remember, like, people started, no. like, punching okay, through the ceiling and, like, that, that, okay, dude, tearing down the walls. Picture, like, so, for anyone that was there, you will understand what I'm saying. But for anyone that was never at one of those house parties, so... I was like in the bar section of the basement, like just like it's if you just look at like a like a like a box, right? Like a square. Like the whole if you look at the basement as a square, we were just like in one of the corners, like with a bar. And so I would set the subs up on the bar and then I had like a, a, a smoke machine and then I had like four lasers like in different corners of the room. <laughs> so there was just lasers everywhere. And I remember um like I had I think there were like like uh 1200 watt uh subs and speakers i think they were like 1200 watt speakers which are pretty powerful um i think that's what it was i'm not too sure but anyways that was that was each sub and so it, it was so packed one night that i remember like i think eli was like taking over for a second i ran upstairs to get like water because i literally was never even drinking alcohol during these like and no one even knows about this like i was rarely drinking alcohol um i would say maybe like on two of the occasions i actually got lit but, like, I was so sketched out at first with my speakers that I never was, like, drinking. And I was a freshman. So, it's, like, you got to, you know, you got to you gotta note that, like, I'm also, like, really scared. And I was, like, insecure about what I was doing. So, I didn't want to be, like, hammered and, like, leaving my subs there and shit. But, um, so, like, going back to what I was saying, the speakers were so loud with, like, fog going off, like, lasers everywhere. Everyone, like, everyone is just punching the ceiling, like, on a drop. Like, I, I don't even know. I think it was, like, turbulence or some shit. And that's when it was like really getting lit. And I played that shit and like everyone just starts like punching the ceiling. There's just a whole there's just like hundreds of holes in the ceiling. And I think the whole the whole like ceiling panels just like fell. And like I swear to this day, I have so many Snapchat memories of people just like throwing their bodies to walls, like just like 
girl like do people hooking up everywhere like bro low-key like that sounds weird but if we're gonna be honest like i felt like the biggest badass because i was just like bro these went till three in the morning these parties went till three in the morning i think later i don't think i would leave until like four yeah well dude we would go downtown because it started with the freshmen like a couple of the guys that were freshmen on the team were just like yo like we don't have a place to party like um when you guys go downtown and like there at the time like house parties were starting to decline at mercyhurst like not that many people were doing them because more people were going downtown had fake ids shit like that and so with like the lax guys you were always homies with the lax guys but i was just like dude i don't give a flying fuck as long as you don't go in my room if you go in my room i actually will try to kill you because there's no need for you to be in my room and um and i remember colin's dad actually bought the house for us because we couldn't find a place that didn't have like crazy expensive rent. And then obviously like it was him. Well, originally it was him and me. And then we had um, our buddy and then a kid that played lax with us, Derek Kehoe, who he was there, I believe for a semester or a year, but he was so busy that it was just Colin and I. And then the year we met you, Elijah moved in, Zachro moved in, Misterman moved in. So it was Elijah, Zachro, Colin, Misterman, and me. We certainly didn't give a flying fuck. And then, Obviously, Brady's dad would come to the house and, like, see – like, not even trying to hype it up. Our house looked like a fucking a house in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, that ass. Like, and I remember fucking uh, Mr. Mr. Brady. God bless that, dude. That guy's a beauty. He, Mr. Brady, um, he, uh, he was just like, I'm so glad you guys oh, are graduating no, dude. because, I, okay, I, like, he had to replace that ceiling. If you really want to see the full impact of my sets – just please DM me on Instagram. It's Francis VI. Please. I will give you all the content you need. This shit was insane. I've never, like, bro, like, people talk about, like, COVID and shit. I think some of these parties were doing, like, the heart of flu season. And we were packing 300 people into a house. No shirts. Sweating their asses off. Just slamming beer. <laughs> Dude, it got to a point, it got to a point, and I've said this before, and like, who, hey, who cares? You got to get your hustle on, right? It got to a point where <laughs> kids were showing up to our house and being like, is this the house we can break shit? And then, and like, we, that's no, when we started Mr. to have Mr. Man run the door. And, Mr. Man and like, it, like I said, it's like we flipped like our house into, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we literally started charging people. Like, obviously, we didn't charge the boys, but like the freshmen and sophomores, like we like like and no. like kids we didn't know. Like, we were charging people like no, ten. It was it, five dollars for girls, and people are gonna think we're such shitbags for this, but whatever, fuck it. Yeah, like we were charging ten dollars. Yeah, dude, we were charging ten dollars a guy, five dollars a girl, just to get into our house to, to like party. And I know that like it's coming across super douchey and hyped up, but like shit. Shit was literally breaking left and right. Like, shit was breaking left and right. And, like, Colin was just like, dude, I'm not having more parties. Like, my dad is actually going to fucking murder me. And so we started charging. And, like, this is going to sound even crazier, but we were making easily, like, 250 300 maybe even more sometimes. So that's why you motherfuckers were telling me to pull. <laughs> and, like, we just, we obviously split the money amongst us. <laughs> dude, like, hey, but that's the thing, though. Like, it got to a point where, like, people wanted... People wanted you DJing and they wanted to come to our house because like we didn't give a fuck. And then we were just like, well, it, all right, whatever. Like we might no, as well I think make Mr. money Man off it. And, like thinking not anyone was going to pay. And Mr. Man would like, Mr. 
Yeah, dude, it was insane. Like, it didn't make sense, but it just adds to like that story. Just adds to like what a no, fucking bro, it was crazy make believe yeah, place and EPA and Mercyhurst actually are. Like that to this day is like what really set the mood for me to make this journey. And going off of that, you know, I don't know how much more time I have, but I will say this: like this, you know, this year I think is going to be the biggest year you know ever for me. Um, I'm working a lot with, um, you know, mm-hmm. bigger labels now, um, I'm doing a lot of specs, a lot of specifications, like a lot of, um, uh, remixes, if you will. And that's something that like, I'm really pushing and I haven't pushing for a while, but at the same time I'm working on, well, I started the EP probably, I want to say, um, in October and it's been a really slow process because I'm, I'm incorporating my vocals, dude, which is insane. Like I never, I never expected to really kind of sing on my own project, but it's something that I fell in love mm-hmm. with, uh, going in and out of New York City for sessions and kind of recording artists and and you know watching artists, um, be recorded, and and so I I kind of took up that journey, um, and and I made that decision to start to to do the EP back in October, and so I'm almost done with that, so that's gonna be huge, um. And yeah, other other than that, I've really been like going back to the remixes. I have a whole flip series on SoundCloud right now. Um, I don't know if you've tuned in. I know I know I sent you the Peaches flip, which is like actually popping off. Well, you sent me oh, you yeah. sent me a whole library of unreleased tracks, which I fucking when that happens, I feel <laughs> not to sound corny, I'm like, oh, I feel so exclusive. <laughs> Cause like uh Dorenzo, uh, I don't know if you know Mike Dorenzo. He uh, played soccer at Mercyhurst, but he's uh, he's from Toronto. He's a Canadian, and uh, uh, I think like last oh, month he sent shit. me like the leaked file of uh, Certified Lover Boy, Drake's new album, and like some of the songs, like some of the songs you could tell aren't finished. But like when he sent that to me, I was oh, like, yo, yeah. I, I I feel kind of I feel special when people are hell, like, no, here I got yeah. release shit. What do you think? <laughs> like I think it's cool. Like I know that sounds corny, but like arts. I think it's cool. Not in like a flexing or bragging way. It's just like, I feel like it, the fact that you're going to, and yes, and my buddy K-Rob, who just started producing music, he, um, he sent me a couple of things of his and he just was like, yo, don't share this because like we, I work hard on this and I don't want it to like necessarily get out just yet. And so it's like, from that aspect, I think it's so dope that it's like, yo, you're working your, you're working your ass off on this you appreciate my opinion whether because i told elijah elijah sent me some songs i'm like bro this is fucking ass like i would never listen to this and he's like okay i appreciate that because he knows i'm not coming from an ill will place like i'm just giving him my raw honest opinion um and a hundred percent and like i'm and i would love if someone listened to like a podcast episode of mine is like yo bro that episode was fucking garbage like you need to try this next time like i'm not taking it personal i appreciate feedback like that so like but going it back to you is that like the fact that you could trust me and you're like, I know he's not going to send this out or he's not going to do sh- some shady oh, yeah. shit with it. Like, I appreciate that you could look at me that way because it's just like, like you said, it, it's, it's art. And it's just like, to your point, like you don't know when a song's going to be good and you don't know when it's bad. And it's like, obviously Bro, exactly. like your self-esteem like, a little bit is tied up into like what your I products are. Never mind showing people like my unreleased music. It actually fires me the fuck up because like, I, I'm so confident in my in my craft at this point in my music that I know everything I show someone like the final product right not like something that's in the works not something that's still being worked on but like this final product after it's mixed mastered the final demo is done um, 
like I know for a fact I'm I'm gonna make someone like shook, if you will, you know, and and make them like be like, damn, like he's really making moves. Like every song's getting better because that's really what I folk I've, I've been focusing on is making sure that every production is is something different and and I bring something different to the table in terms of sound design every time. So that's like like that's like my outlook on it is like I never mind showing someone anything because I know some people are like, oh, I don't I don't want to show. Um, you know, this song because it, it'll be sent out. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the virality yet um, to be like, oh, if it gets out, it's going to be leaked everywhere. Like, no, like, no one, like, no one gives a fuck about Francis the Six right now. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of people, like, I have a, like, a good, good starting fan base, right? But I'm never going to be looked at, like, I don't ever want to be looked at, like, as, like, someone, you know, big, like, unless, unless I, like, don't know you, right? Unless we don't have, like, a relationship. If we have a relationship, like I always want to be treated as like that friend, you know. That that's something that like that I that's why like I trust you as a human being too. Like um, John, going on for what you were saying, it's like I I see you as like a good. I was gonna say I just see well you as, like, kind of not to cut you. Like, you're like a homie, so I know no, like, you won't give that fake shit. Like you won't give that fake feedback. So if I if I were to send it to like a girl that you know may have a, like that may may have a crush on me or, and she may just like me. Like she would just give me some bullshit lie because she like likes me, right? But like you're like actually a genuine friend, so like you will give me like feedback that I need. Mm-hmm. It's not some shit that like I'm not, I'm I'm getting like some flaky advice that's not gonna help me at all, you know? Yeah, and like that's the thing, and like I got I got a little story about that. But to your point, like when Elijah Elijah did a remix of something, I forget what it was. And he played it for me, and I literally busted out laughing. And he was like, what? And I'm like, dude, I love you, but this right. is not it. <laughs> I'm like, but hey, I'm like, yo, I'm like, it's not it for me. I said, so if you got other people that like it, by all means. But at the end of the day, like, don't take my opinion as, like, gospel just because we're boys. But I'm just telling you that if I didn't right. know you and someone was like, right. yo, what do you think about this? Yeah. I would be like, this is straight ass. And I don't – you know that. I don't mean that in any ill will way. I'm just being real with you. And so, um, kind of like going off that, my buddy Frank, uh, which I posted, I've posted about him tons of times. He was, uh, he was my roommate at Hobart, played lacrosse at Hobart with me. He, um, he's playing for the Buffalo Bandits now, and then he's going to be playing in the PLL this summer. But when he was playing for the Philadelphia Wings, the, um, box, professional box league indoor, um, after the Wings game, we were at the bar and we're sitting there at the bar and there was like obviously when we're at the bar, we were there with like the whole team. And if you've ever been to Philly, you know how they have that like massive sports complex. And we were at the Comcast, we were at the Comcast center, which was like right across from the Philly, uh, the Phillies baseball field. And then right across from where the Eagles play. And then the 76ers, it's like a giant, like comp, like complex. And, um, and so like, I'm like fucking, I don't even know if like Frank remembers this or if it happened exactly word for word, how I'm saying it, but like, there was these girls wearing like player t-shirts where it said like Philadelphia wings on the front. And then on the back, they had like a t-shirt and I'm sitting there and uh, the one lady was just like, Hey, is that Frank Brown? And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking to myself, like I'm mind you, I'm fucking hammered and people probably think I'm a degenerate because I'm always saying I'm hammered, but I'm, I mean, I was just at my boy's game and I was getting, he had a goal. He was at a goal. So I was getting rowdy for the kid, but like, um, People were like, oh, is that Frank Brown? And I'm like, for a second, it caught me off guard because, like, to your point about, like, 
being being genuine and not looking at looking at you like when your music takes off not looking at you in that light but just looking at you for like who you are like frankie and that i'm just like i'm like thinking to myself like is that frank brown like yo i know this kid and i would never look at him like that but it's just because like we've been homies for so long and like we've obviously we have a personal relationship and you know he's one of my better friends but like and he started talking with these people bought him a drink and like it made their day and i was like that was the first time I've ever experienced it where it's just like, yo, like, uh, like uh, there's some people that like only know you in that regard, but then there's people that know oh, you on a yeah. personal level. And it's like, again, no shade to him. Like he's done some fucking incredible things in life and has overcome a lot of adversity in life. So like hats off to him. But like when they did that, I was like, yo, that's crazy to me. Cause I've never, literally I've always wondered what it's like to be, not be friends with someone famous, but be friends with someone that is yeah, well cool, known in cool. a public circle of any size to where <laughs> people look at them as like like yeah and i was like yo that's actually kind of dope but like it made me laugh because i was well, like yo also, you ever try that shit with me yeah, well, <laughs> like i'm not looking you at you also, like oh my like, god it's frank brown you also want like, to be some... around like people that are successful because you you'll it'll it'll help you on your on your journey for success like those people are going to push you you're going to see the way they work and, and their work ethic and that's why i got the oh, at Erie. Because I, the way I, the, as as hard as I want to work, like when I saw people in Chicago, the people that grind, like like Chicago is like a crazy hardworking city. Like, I mean, it's one of the biggest cities in the country. But like, when I saw like that hustle, that like twenty four seven shit, like in the city, like never stops. Same with Brooklyn. Like same in New York City. Like I was like, dude, I would thrive in this. Like I would thrive. Like I would live. I would live off this all day. I would eat this shit up. And like that's why I like I, I thrive on this shit like because I know like the the shit that never stops moving it it really like it's like it's like I I would live I would live in a fast in like a fast streamed uh, river instead of like a slow stream river like I I love the fast paced shit if that even makes sense but I I love my mind is never stops thinking like I'm I don't even get like any sleep clearly you can tell I'm exhausted right now because my voice is like like gone but and that's but like i just i i like i love i live and i love like the you know the yeah. hustle and the and the never stop um like i guess people people kind of like say the city that never sleeps you know like it's that kind of mentality that i just i really keep in the, in the back of my head um mm-hmm. yeah and going, going to your point about, um, you know, being around people like that, like, obviously, like, I've never had right. this conversation with Frank, but, like, anytime I'm around him, he's always doing fucking crazy-ass things in life and, like, really, like, big things, like, that anytime I'm around him, it's not like a, it's not like a game of one-up, but it's a game of, like, yo, if I got a buddy that's doing real, like, accomplishing some real shit and doing real dope <laughs> things in life, I need to make sure that I'm right, doing dope things too, not to be like, Oh, look at me, but it's just like an energy thing. It's like, yo, if, if I, yeah, it's kind of like, like even with Elijah, like I told him with the wax bullshit, I'm like, dude, just keep doing it because like, it's going to come to a point where it's like, we're all feeding off each other and we're making each other better. Like I can't like, like I said, like Frank's about to play in the PLL. He's playing for, he's playing for the bandits, which is, was a childhood dream of his. And then Zed Williams, who, is one of the best players in the world. That's one of his best friends growing up. And now they're going to be playing in the PLL together. They played in high school together. And like, um, 
Frank's Frank's really big into manifestation and speaking things into existence and 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 yeah we'll we'll touch on that in a second but like and stuff like that and like just his energy when I'm around him it's just like yo like it's work hard play hard like we're gonna get the job done we're gonna do some dope shit in life but at the end of the day like we're gonna enjoy our life and we're gonna get after it too so like I've never told him this which I I actually just texted him and told him to give this episode a listen when he when he listens to it but like I I definitely say like I credit a lot of like that type of like yeah. energy that I have to honestly my fucking friends like Frank and what he does my homie Esther graduating law school doing her Funny. thing my buddy Megan uh, obviously you know fucking Megan bro but like like him like he just oh fucking, I had to link he just with picked him. up went out to Cali now he's moving to Miami like he's just doing shit and it's just like I like being around people yes yes and um and, and I'll we'll, I'll call you after this is over but um but like to your point though like being around people like that are doing dope things or have done dope things like um Esther's younger sister one of my best friends Grace Gabriel like she played lacrosse at Marquette was one of the best in program history first I think all American for the program. And then her first job out of uh, college was coaching Thanks. women's lacrosse at North Carolina. So it's just like, not to like, you know, try to sound like super like googly eyed and gas them up and shit, but it's just like, yo, like when you have friends around you that are doing dope things like that, right. for me, I feed off that energy and I'm like, yo, I want to no, be able to contribute in a I way kinda, too. So that's why um, I want to be able to do dope shit. In my that life. I brought that. And I, I know we talked about this and I'm confident enough to say this because it's just, it is what it is. And I, and I firmly, I say it is what it is a lot, but I, I literally, that's, that's all I live by. Like, like, Everything happens for a reason. If you think it, if you believe it, if you put the 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 work ethic to it, it's gonna happen. Um, that's just the way life goes. Uh, so you know, when I came when I came to Mercer, there was like nothing. You know, there wasn't like, I mean, in Erie in general, there was nothing like with DJs and and there was nothing with um, you know nightlife. It wasn't like that crazy where it is now, right? And it's still like a lot. It still has a lot of um, a lot of. I don't know the words and my, my mm-hmm. mind's like drawing blanks, but it, it still has a lot of opportunity and growth uh, for dance music in Erie. Obviously like, like I was kind of alluded to earlier, but um, I will say that like my influence that I had um, like with learning music at a young age and, and being able to apply that into a software that Apple owns logic and to be able to translate that to DJing live sets and playing my own music, it, it all it helped me like, you know, along the way to establish relationships and kind of spread my influence on other people. And that's like what what it, what it's really about for me as well is like obviously I'm a Christian. My 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 actually I'm Catholic. My whole family, um, like my my family is like my my parents in general are just like very very Catholic. Um, and I try to be you know a good Christian myself, but. Um, but, but anyway, it's like something that we really believe in is like, you want to, God is like, put me here for a purpose beyond anything else. And I feel like, um, that, you know, just like, just like people that have goodwill influence other people, right? People that have, um, ambitions and goals, they influence other people. Um, because some people are scared to do it alone. That's the thing is people are scared to do this shit alone. It's not easy, but that's that's like something that i've always wanted to do like and and like i said you know earlier um becoming an ra that was a huge step out of my comfort zone playing lacrosse junior year and tearing my labrum and my bicep tendon having to get surgery huge step out of my comfort zone um 
it was just like all these things have just hit me and like and i i've honestly become the person i am today because of that and i and i like that so i will never take back anything that's happened to me in my life and in terms of like like i was kind of saying earlier it, it for me it's really about like the influence that i can bring on to other people and and kind of like i always wanted to have a dancing in Erie, so i always wanted to show people music when i remember anyone that came over my apartment i was always pulling up projects that i was working on and i always had kids coming back and like saying they were like starting on music like start working on music and like like it was even like last year right like when i was a senior last year obviously before COVID happened there were kids that would come by on uh, the baseball team because my one of my roommates was a baseball player kaz shout out kaz the homie um he would they, these kids would come over and they would see me like working like just, just like cooking up while like they were visiting him and they were like, holy shit, like, we had no clue. It was, like, this detailed, like, all this shit. And they were like, we want to start doing music and, like, all this shit. And then, you know, obviously, unfortunately, a lot of them didn't, like, do much with it because it's not it's not something you can just, like, put time in for, like, one hour a month and expect, you know, any progress. So it was, like, that's unfortunate on that side. But, like, still, like, I was able to influence people to even like get their minds started on like, even like thinking about making music. Cause people don't think about that. You know, like people, people don't think about making music nowadays. They, everyone's on, on TikTok and everyone's on social no. media watching everyone else do shit and talk shit on them. Like that's what it's, that's the cycle of life, right? Like you have the doers and you have the, the people that don't do it and they just sit back and just talk shit. So like, um, that's kind of the way I look at it, dude. It's like, and we're in this together, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, don't ever give up on this shit. Like, whatever happens, because you are you are a talent in itself. You have a crazy personality. Like, I I like I was kind of saying in this podcast, bro. I can't even speak today because my mind. I literally work every day eight to five. <laughs> we'll come back today. You know, I was running all over Walmart trying to find a torch, and so like I'm like it's it's crazy how so my ends. That's why I, I I'm sorry for all the listeners. I had like I couldn't speak today, but but bro, going back to what I was saying you are a legend and like like i said don't ever quit this shit no matter what anyone says i don't even know how someone could talk shit on you because you're just like insane um in talent and and just the person you are like you just i feel like people just gravitate to you because of like the, the vibes you give off so that's like super cool that like i you know you invited me on here to talk and i've seen so many of my boys on here too which is like something that's awesome to see i gotta listen to elijah's podcast though by the way Yeah, he had, I actually got a lot of feedback from Elijah's about, like, there's just the way he thinks and stuff like that, which is dope. But, like, honestly, dude, I don't really get that much hate. Not, not, not like that. It's just that, like, I get more so of, like, I'll say stuff. No, I don't really get hate or, like, shade from anyone. It's just more so of, like, I think it comes off as misunderstood. Like, I think a lot of people are, like, at least from conversations I have, and I'm I'm not going off hypotheticals. Like, I'm going off of legitimate people that have, like, hit me up in DMs or texted me or, like, I've had conversations with that have been, like, yo, why do you think the way you think? Like, what yeah. makes you think that you could just <laughs> do something? And not, like, an, I'm, I'm making it seem like they're coming at me. They're not coming at me. But it's just more so of, like, what kind of like what like what I no I don't take it as they're coming at me I just think it's like I I honestly the way I look at it is that and I think this is why I fucked with you right away because I understood where you were coming from it's more so of like how I brought up my roommate who I'm not gonna name but everyone knows who I'm talking about is that like his artwork is incredible like I'm not even trying to hype it up like his shit is like some shit that I don't see often or shit that like 
if he had the proper he if he had the proper like say social media strategy or like actually got some exposure like that shit is blowing up and i'm taking that to my grave i don't care what anyone says like that's just genuinely how i feel and i'm not like again i'm not trying to gas him i'm just being real and i think that for a lot of people they look at who their friends are who their surroundings are and they are scared almost in a way we talked about this to be different or be like hey i have this dream and i want to do this and i want to pursue it because not many they don't know many people that have actually pulled it off because kind of like what we were saying earlier about like or you just mentioned about the music making is that a lot of people don't actually know like when you pull the covers you know you know you pull the the shades back the covers back whatever the fuck terminology you want to use they don't actually really see the grind that it takes to actually pull it off and the consistency that you need so a mix of I don't know because no one knows if it's, you're actually going to blow up or if, if what you're doing is going to be successful or profitable or whatever. No one actually knows. But I just genuinely feel as though that like people that think like that are just flat out scared. Right. And for me, I would rather fucking embarrass myself and be looked at as a fucking clown rather than never taking that chance to be like, yo, this is something that interests me. I am interested in people. Um, and I'm just going to explore this because yeah, I know yeah, if I don't, it's always going to be lingering in my mind. So, like, to, you know, you know, and I think you do blessed with, and it's like, what are you saying? Not being complacent. Like I never, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I never ever like every year has gone by and I've released mm-hmm. music. Like I've never quit music. I've never, like, it's something that I know if I quit music, I would not be the same. Like I wouldn't have bro. Like I don't uh-huh. think anyone understands how I would feel like, I think about this all the time. Like I think about, you know, how much longer until I actually hit that record that's going to make it right. Um, Every day I have those thoughts and it's like, it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't give a shit about what my thoughts are telling me. It's like, I know without music, there would be, there were like, I I probably would be so depressed. I, I, I don't know what I would do. It would be, it would be the same equivalent of like someone's like, wife dying if you're like if for me like if you it would feel that traumatic like i just don't know what i would do my life wouldn't be the same well kind of kind of going back to like tying that all in and it's like i don't like i don't like to compare myself what i do is i look at my friends and i'm like yo they're doing dope shit too like i feel like I like me and like, and I'm not going to say the name of there's multiple friends that I have that we talk like this amongst each other. We look at it as, and I think every, everyone, not that I'm telling people to do, but I think a lot of people should look at it this way is that, um, is okay. You have a table and you know what I'm going to say immediately is that you have a table, right? You obviously, and this is going to get a little morbid, but like on your last day on earth, if God was to come down and say, Hey, tomorrow's going to be your last day, hypothetically, or today's your last day or whatever. And, we're going to have one last supper. Who's at your table? I think whoever those people are that are at your table should be the people that influence you and inspire you the most. Right. And for me, I try to keep people around me that are doing those things so that for me, it's like, oh, I can't actually give myself an excuse. I can't be lazy. So it's just like, yeah, I don't necessarily, I'm not talking fame and celebrity status, but like, like, like I said, Esther just graduated law school. Grace was coaching at UNC and played at Marquette. Uh, Tyler is bouncing from Napa to to fucking Miami. And you know Megan, he's a fucking nutcase. But, like, he's doing shit. You know what I mean? Um, Johnny Lat, Yeah, Johnny Laz. I uh, had him on my podcast. He's doing a podcast of his own. Cody's doing shit. 
Elijah's doing shit. And I have tons, like Frank, he's playing in the PLL. And like, I have tons of people around me that are all doing cool shit. So it's just like, I look at those people and I'm like, that is for me, my energy source. And that's where I get like my inspiration and my like, why can't I do this type of thinking rather than just being like, oh, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, like, I don't allow the, in, like, cause dude, I, I would say that, like right. for the most part, yeah. I'm decently insecure, but like on certain things, but I don't let that like take over if that makes sense. Right. Like I have a yeah. bigger fear. I, I have a bigger fear of regret than I actually do being embarrassed, if that makes sense. And to, to, and to finish this off, dude, like Frank, which I mean, he'll appreciate this. Um, he'll never admit to it, but he'll probably appreciate it. Um, is that when I went to visit him in Chicago, he was, he loved his job. He had a nice, he had a really good job in Chicago, but he just like, he's like, dude, I like playing lacrosse too much. I like lacrosse way too much, but his body was banged up. And that's like kind of what was like keeping him 50, 50. And I told him, I'm like, you know, you can always get a job, bro. But like, you're not going to have these years of playing, like being able to play. And if you don't pursue it, you, I know you, you're going to be like, fuck man. Because it's not like you're trying to pursue it to make a team. Like you legitimately are on a team and you've been traded from team to team, but you're still in the league. You just got, you know what I mean? So like, I think for him, um, you know, us talking and being like, dude, like, fuck it. Who cares if you don't have a quote unquote real job and all you do for income is play professional lacrosse and it's yeah, whatever, even though it's not, it didn't necessarily go like that, but it's just like, dude, if that's what you want to do, like while you're young and you're single, go fucking do it because you're going to be able to travel. You're going to be able to meet people who knows you might meet someone that you play with. That is a fucking is exactly. working at a company. And because you're homies with them, you just got a job at that company now, but it's like, it never would have happened if you didn't pursue what you wanted to do with lacrosse. So I know, I know for, oh. you know, some people listen, they're going to be like, Oh, okay, dude, whatever. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. those are and real possibilities. Say, and I don't think people are necessarily podcast, are aware to I like mean, where that opportunity could take them. Like, People know us. Right. No, I know. I know. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying this because I'm so tired of, I'm ty- like, I mean, this shit don't bother me. Like, it, like, it doesn't bother gotta, me. Like, it's start, like to each their like, own. Getting off their phones, start, or start getting off their phones and like putting their mind in their, in their same hate into something that's going to be productive. Like, like it's just insane. And I, and I talk about this hate, hate shit because like, it's, it's, if you put more time into this, John, you're going to see it. Like, I, I've been doing it for such a long time and I've been in ups and downs, ups and downs and not even just like, not even just with like people that don't even like that, that know you personally and they just don't like what you're doing. It's like people that when you start getting into the industry, like your competition, they act like they're your friends when you start connecting with people, like it's just fake shit. So like it happens all the time and that's why I'm like, I'm, I keep bringing it up because I'm not even talking about like back in my own community. I'm talking about like even in the industry itself, it's just so toxic with some people, um, you know, stupid politics coming to play not like actual politics in dc but like politics within the industry um and it just it just makes things like like crazy in terms of like making people not want to work on music anymore and it's like that's like my perspective is especially when you're like we, and we'll talk about this off camera uh, because there's some actually stuff i wanted to talk about with you um that like i was working on like some examples um like with these labels and shit and the shit that was happening, dude, it's just like insane. Um, so I don't know if we have so much, uh, if we have time to talk about it, but I, I definitely want to tell you off camera. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, once we finish up here, I was going to give you a call anyways, just to see like what you thought about it and shit like that. Um, but yeah, you know, kind of like wrapping that all up and, um, you know, everything we talked about and stuff. So like, I have, I just have some finishing questions for you, of course, that I'm sure like, and you don't got to get into super big details about it, but just like, I know like some people that are listening will definitely like to hear, um, what is your thought? And I know I may not word this right, but you're going to understand what I'm saying. So and I know you're not going to take offense to it, but in my opinion, you, Fuck. as much as I know you and as good as your music is, you, you in my mind will never surpass Drake. Like Drake is my number one all time. However, though, you could still make fire ass music where how you said, like, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. There is not a single person that is topping in my mind, Drake and not to sound like a Drake stand, but like no one is topping Drake. Yeah. And no one is topping Drake in my mind. However, though, you can still be um, great in your own avenue of music and still I mean, be the like best. A, so understanding what like I'm saying, what is your thoughts on that? You. I don't really like to put it that way because I don't look about, I don't look at being like better than Drake or like, I, and I know what uh-huh. you're saying. Yeah. And, and I know exactly, like, I know what you're saying. And it's something that like, I no, I, yes. about because my dad's yes. an attorney and obviously exactly. being an attorney isn't like an easy job and you have to be competing um, you know, with different law firms and, and it's like, it, it's weird in that, in that sense. But, um, my dad, like I talked about it with my dad and it's like, you know, when you put your mind into anything, um, and, and you, and you create your own craft, you know, like you're going to have people that are attached. It's kind of, it's kind of like the way SoundCloud, you know, SoundCloud, right? Obviously you listen to SoundCloud. So SoundCloud is doing a new payout. Um, so, this is going to be a little off topic, but it'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it all back to what you just said real quick. So SoundCloud in the past had paid people based on the amount of like overall streams, right? And the, and the payouts were terrible. Um, so obviously like the Drakes, the Ariana Grandes, they'd be making crazy money because it, they have crazy fan bases on SoundCloud. But at the same time, it's so hard to grow a fan base on SoundCloud unless you just bring it from another platform like Instagram um, and what have you. So um recently during covid people didn't realize how little they're getting paid by soundcloud until covid hit because they didn't have jobs and they were relying on that shit um because they could work from home they could work on music and release it whenever so they didn't realize how badly it was or how bad it was um you know soundcloud was was paying these royalties out so they decided to do a whole new method and this is kind of the way i look at it um so soundcloud uh pays out uh now to make it fair for everyone on how many how many of the people that engage with your account so how many so if, for example if sally is listening to my shit right how many times is she streaming me a day that's what it's about it's about the interaction with the actual fans so the reason i bring that back to what you were saying with drake so it's not it's not a based on it's not a based on overall streams right it's based on actual fans interacting with your music so if sally dave and mike are all listening to my music like 15 times a day it doesn't matter if a thousand people are listening to my songs a day, like, like one person, um, you know, a thousand different people are listening, like different people, right? If Sally, Mike and, and Tam or whatever are all listening to my music, um, like 13, 15 times a day, that's more profitable for me uh-huh. than the other, you know, obviously than the other, um, way they used to pay out. Does that make sense? Do you get what I'm putting down? Okay. So, so the way, yeah. So the way I related to like that, what you're saying um no i no that all makes complete sense to me but that's the perspective of like the fans right so like the people that listen to my music i could tell you um there's people i know that don't like drake 
Mm-hmm. And that that could right, that could that mean that they would say they would say, you know, Frankie, I think your music's uh, Fact, you know, but I don't think it's better than Drake, but I think they would say I think they would say they they would listen to my music over Drake. And I think they would say, um, I know some people that would say that my music is better than their favorite dance producer. And then I would say, and then I know people that would say the opposite about me. So it's like everything, everything is, is, is like opinion based. So it's like hard to like, you know, it's, I, mean, I guess, I guess records, right? If you're going to talk about records, I would agree with what you're saying. I would agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I basically, but now that you're explaining it like this, and like I already said, I don't know if I asked it properly, but right. basically what I meant to say is that like, you want to be the best. How do you, this should have been the, this is the question I should have asked. You want to be the best, right? That's oh, what you said. Yeah, How do off. you mentally, in terms of keeping that fire to keep going and knowing your music is straight fire, how do you, like you said, because I, I have a lot of friends that are like, Drake is fucking trash. Why do you listen to him? No, like no lies. Crazy as that may seem. I mean, that's uh, crazy to me, but anyways, um, like, like you said, there's some people that'd be like, I'd rather listen to no, Frankie right, than Drake. I don't right. really fuck I know with what Drake. You're saying. But for the people that like, for like, how do I want to say it? it's like, you know, yourself, you are not, you are not on the, you are not on the level that Drake is just yet. Like you don't have that platform. Well, you don't have that following. You don't, how do you as an right. artist be continue to grow without comparing yourself your to who to is at the top that's and feeling less, lesser insecure at the wall from that sticks. And that's all you can do. There's nothing else. I mean, you can pay the big bucks to get your music promoted. But even then, you're promoting shit. If you're not being authentic and showing your true talent and you're showing shitty music, what's that, what's that going to help? You know, it's not you're just going to be wasting money. If you're putting out good music into the world, like it's going to come back around. There's so many algorithms that are catching now for new artists. You got TikTok. You got all these new social media platforms that are allowing the artists that have no pretty much no following to come on and just shit on everyone. And it's like, I see it every day. I mean, I know like Disco Lines, he dropped the Taylor Swift um, remix that blew up on TikTok. And they made, in an Astral Works signed him Republic. I think it's Republic, maybe. But um, they signed him and he moved out to LA and like he's still doing music. And then you have like, like so he took off and then, and then you have like Surf Mesa um, blowing up with the I Love You Baby. Like he, he took absolutely off. And it's the same as me. It's like it, you you can do anything with like if you put your talent out there, it's gonna come back around. That's all I gotta say. That's um, kind of how I look at it. Like I don't, I I'm so I'm so tunnel vision, dude. Like I don't see anything. Like I keep my eyes closed. It's like it's like you know when you were younger and you would see like I don't know if your mom ever did this, but like if it was an inappropriate scene, my mom would always be like close close your eyes. Like that's that's my mentality, bro. I'm closed. I I don't look at any of these people. Like I don't look at any I don't look at any of the competition. I literally stay <laughs> in my studio no. and just work on music yeah. and make my own sound. And I send it to people, I work harder than them, and then you know, everything goes into fruition from there. I have the you know, the success mm-hmm. I've had so far. So it's bro, this this new shit, I can't wait to show you it. It's gonna be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more uh, when we when this ends because I just uh, we'll, we'll, we're almost at the hour and a half mark. So I'm gonna yeah. So and then I got I got two I got two I got two questions for you. Um, two more. Do you think that school itself? And I'm not talking about the curriculum and the current education system because that could be a whole different podcast for another day. But in terms of 
creative minds like yourself, Elijah, um, my buddy, or they're obviously the roommate. I'm not going to name that did the graphic design and shit like that. Do you think that school nurtures and helps mm. those creative minds, or do you think that they're almost in a way detrimental to those creative minds? And, and honestly, I like. I'm not like I, I wouldn't say. And if you don't have an opinion on it, that's fine. I, I just this. wanted I to say, ask. I think that it's different for everyone, right? I would say some kid. You have some kids that are homeschooled that come into the situation and they have all this creativity maybe because they haven't really, um, you know, been exposed to much. And I think, I think like my creativity was at its peak when I wasn't exposed to all this bullshit. Like, cause I had, t- like, cause I was so ton- my parents were so tunnel vision was what I saw. They didn't want me seeing like, you know, it was like communism, <laughs> but, but not, but not really communism, you know? not really communism but like they just they just kind of like filtered out mm-hmm. with it when I was <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean it's, it's kind of like the notion of like what you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and like what doesn't see what, what you don't see won't kill you it's like or, or i guess what i don't know what the exact thing is but like i guess it, it's like it what well, it's better if you don't see it you know like those kind of situations uh-huh. um so like i i would say for me like it's or for me it was like i i don't think it was good for me I'm going to be straight up honest. Um, I should have never went to college. I think, I think I should have like, but at the same time, I, I don't know where I would have be if mm-hmm. like, if I didn't have the opportunities, if I didn't get into DJing those house parties that influenced me to, you know, really keep doing it because I knew you guys fucked with me. Like that really, like I said in the beginning, that really, you know, that really made me, you know, feel special in that, in that kind of way that like, damn, people were actually, you know, messing with my brand. So I would say, now if i look at it probably no i wouldn't go to college but i'm not happy i am happy i did because everything has worked out the way it it's no 100 percent. like i i like i say to my mom all the time that like looking back on it college did nothing for me like i don't like i I, like i thought college was a waste of my time however though in the same breath i'll say this which is kind of exactly what you just said had i not gone to college my life would not be what it is um and then the final and last question if you could meet younger frankie the oldest you are is 18 you could be younger but if you could meet your younger self today what advice would you give your younger self about um you know, just to carry with you going forward in life. Um, and that advice is coming based off experiences you've already straight, had, lessons learned, anything. Of, but what uh, would you talk and tell younger Frankie? I don't even know, dude. Like, I, like it's tough because, uh, let me think. I, I know you said, and I, it's kind of unfortunate because I saw this, like, I was like actually reflecting this when I saw you text me this. Um, and it's like weird because I honestly, um, No, yeah, and that and that, that's like actually like a really good question. If you don't have anything, you don't have anything. It's that's something fine that like really shows how <laughs> I just like can. asking everyone. But it's like at the same time, I just I I think too deep into this. Sh- I over yo John, I overthink everything, everything. I, I overthink and I think and I overanalyze everything, and I think that's like a benefit for me. I think that's why I make good music because I literally overthink. I know everything you do. Until it's perfect, but but I would say okay, I'll, I'll actually give you an answer. Here. It's I think it's it's mostly about you know, me just not giving in to 
to people that bring toxic vibes and and i'm very friendly with everyone like you like you noted early on it's like i i'm very hum like i'm humble I, i'll admit that but it's it's only because i'm i like to be friends with everyone like i like to be friendly with everyone and i think that kind of fucked me when i was growing you know through college because i just let people a lot of people take advantage of me um and that's something that i wouldn't i mean nowadays i'm i'm very like straight up and like tell you how it is like with my boys like as you grow older you obviously grow more mature so it was like at the time i don't think i was as mature but i would say like definitely you know stay like don't don't be a, a little a little um you know i don't know the word what's i don't know the exact word i'm looking for but i just be like don't be so friendly with every single person you meet because you'll get you'll pretty much get taken advantage of eventually once in your lifetime and that's like something that i, I got taken advantage of one too many times when i was um, you know, growing through the DJing process and music process, especially I'm, I'm not even talking about like, I'm talking, I'm not even talking about like on the college end, I'm talking more on like the music end. Um, like when I was starting off music, I had a vocalist paying, or I was paying vocalists so much money for nothing, dude. Like, cause I just wanted a vocalist and I wanted to put out music, bro. The amount of money I threw into music, it didn't do the research. Now I look at them like, this is insane. Now they actually know the real rates and like how music works and like, you know, the structure and the formality behind it. Like it, I was like, what the fuck was I doing? Giving, giving a kid that's my age that goes to a different school, 600 bucks to do a top line. Like that's insane. So like, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. Like I, I did not, I was taken advantage of in a lot of different situations. And I think, um, it's something that I, I mean, I've built, I, I built in, it's built me to the person I am today, especially with how I handle my money and like how I do deals. Um, and how I negotiate. So, I love it. And actually, I just thought of one more, and we'll end it on this. You're big into speaking things into existence, man, manifesting, and and stuff like that. So, who you got to speak it into existence right now? It's, and it's on the record, so I could play it back to you when it actually happens. Uh, who is your dream collab that you're gonna manifest hold on hold on i got it i got it i got it i got it hold on okay top uh, here how about this top three top three make it easier for you okay baby jake kid Leroy. there's a lot okay. of definitely kid Leroy mm-hmm. though um And honestly, I would probably say, shit, what am I going to do? I would say like, like Chris Lake, dude, honestly. Or no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I'm redoing that. I'm redoing it. I, I have a whole bunch of names just come to my head. All right. Okay. We're going to do Kid Leroy, S.D. Lewis. Who? Uh, and probably Shalou. Yeah. Shalou? Okay, I like I like those three. Bro, I'm, uh, that, I'll make sure I when I post this, I tag Kid Leroy too, and like I'm just gonna say quick Kid Leroy collab dropping soon. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. But like that, that's yeah, like that ass. That's what I'm gonna say when I post this. Maybe maybe he did, and he just he hasn't gotten around to it yet. Because I remember, and we'll end you on this because we're at like an hour and a half right now. 
is that Big Sean fucking said he was gonna fucking be with Big with Kanye West one day, and he just happened to go to the radio station where Big Sean was record or Kanye was recording at. Spit for him. Kanye was just right. like, yeah, "Yeah, I fuck with you." And then he said it took months and fuck months and months of follow ups. But it finally manifested and happened for him. And now look at Big Sean. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so, but, hey, bro, keep doing, uh, what was I going to say? Keep doing You're your thing, your beast, sets, and uh, the music's life. great. And like I said, I uh, as long as I get to fucking, actually, no, I'm not even going to say it like that. But um, all I ask is that, no, I know. But all I ask is that when uh, you're performing bro, at Coachella you're, you're gonna be and there. Rolling Loud bro, and all those crazy places one day, that uh, I can at least for one set press the play um, button. That's all I ask. It's <laughs> really starting to move for me. Um, so be on the lookout. Everyone that's listening, we're, we're only making big moves this year. Next next two years. Actually, I would say next three years. I think I, I, I think I have a good shot of playing at um, uh, Lollapalooza. So so I think it within three years, within three years. So, yeah, they might. Well, no, no, I. I, I happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, this I, I know it's gonna happen, but like, there's just, there's a lot of. Other oh no, no, no! It might. It's not that it might. It will. So I'm so saying, make that shit happen. There'll be some vibes going on there. Of course, of course. All right, well, my guy, I appreciate you doing this and taking the time out of your day because I know how much fucking, like, I literally just stole, like, almost a day's worth of